PhotoStar is a nonprofit team of photographers, artists, and teachers, providing opportunities for impoverished youth who might otherwise get left behind. At PhotoStar, they believe that talent is universal, opportunity is not, and they are on a mission to change that. The PhotoStar program offers problem-based social-emotional learning that leverages digital media arts, starting with photography. Today, we have with us PhotoStar's Director of Development and Partnerships, Abby Lehman, as well as Jerry Murchura, PhotoStar's Kenya Program Coordinator. Abby and Jerry are here to give us a more in-depth look at the powerful work this organization is doing to make a difference in the lives of children in distressed areas. Let's take a listen. Okay, so we have with us here today, Abby and Jerry with PhotoStart. How are you, ladies? We're great. Honored to be here. Thank you so much for having us. I'm really happy to have you here, and I'm eager to share the incredible work that you're doing with PhotoStart. So at PhotoStart, you believe that talent is universal, opportunity is not, and you are on a mission to change that. Can you tell us more about how PhotoStart came to be and what the main objectives of this organization are? Absolutely. So PhotoStart was founded when my older brother, David Lehman, who's an attorney and a photographer, asked, what would happen if I combined my two passions? And as a street law program volunteer, as a law student, he imparted legal knowledge, civic skills, and taught local youth how to engage in advocacy. And myself, as a former media professional, an educational and career coach with a passion for inclusion and social impact, as well as our third co-founder, CJ, who is a former management consultant turned entrepreneur and marketing maven. When you bring together all of our different disciplines and interests, you get photo start. So in 2015, David learned of a local photographer in Nairobi who grew up in the streets, who became a professional photographer and just picked up his camera and started teaching local kids. And David reached out and cultivated a relationship over a number of months, eventually visiting Nairobi several times And then he built a deep relationship with our first partner, the Inuamini Rescue Center, which is an orphanage for local children. And from there, we saw all the ways that we could add value by reaching out to brands and manufacturers and getting donated lightly used equipment and putting that those cameras and tablets and laptops and equipment in the hands of local kids and imparting education and opportunity to them. So that's how we were founded. And that's what brings us to you today. That's wonderful. I didn't realize that that was such a personal um, connection for you and that this really started as a family um, project. That's amazing. So through your programs. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I just want to add that. So today um, we've evolved from so much more. We are so much more than a photography program today. We offer problem based social emotional learning and we now leverage all the digital media arts. We just start with photography. So we're still very proudly photo start, but we combine storytelling and digital media skills to create something that's even far greater than we first conceived. That's fantastic. And through your programs, you offer education, equipment, experiences, and exhibitions to youth serving programs um, like schools, NGOs, and other nonprofits. Your students tend to come from overlooked or underestimated backgrounds. You say that through your program, they learn the human and hard skills to thrive in any environment. Can you tell us more about those hard and human skills that you're working to instill in the youth that participate in this program? Absolutely. So we take our students through our four pillars, as you mentioned, their education, which is classroom and learning time, equipment, cameras, lights, lenses, phone, tablets, computers, and more. 
experiences where we take our students on field trips and enrichment trips to heritage and historical and cultural sites. We expand their horizons through these sort of enriching trips. And then exhibitions where our students get to show their work to their friends, families, community, and the world. And all together, I like to say that this creates a really nutrient-dense program because the human and hard skills that our students develop while going through the four pillars include social-emotional learning, which is self and other awareness, self-regulation, responsible decision-making, as well as leadership. So that comprises the human skills. The hard skills are digital skills, advanced and basic, as well as STEAM, STEM plus arts. So as I said, I like to describe all of this as very nutrient-dense. My brother likes to say this is how we slip the broccoli and the mac and cheese and make it really delicious for the students. And graduates walk away with these advanced and basic skill sets, which help them access job opportunities in the job market today and in the future. And our students develop not only as people, but also as self-directed and highly capable young professionals. Um, I'd actually love to have Jerry share a little bit more about our Each One Teach One model, which is something that we weave into everything that we do. Great. So now you take all that that Abby has described, and we believe that knowledge is uh, gained better when we share it. So hence, each one, teach one. So as the students go through the programs, they in turn turn to the younger cohort and also take them through. They come in as like assistant teachers that help guide the younger ones. They also develop teamwork because we put them in groups and the children who have like a better grasp of grasp things quicker now go back and help their cohort mates along and, you know, we all graduate together. So from beginning to end, from introduction to beginners to um, advanced to gap year, that's how we structure our learning because we believe that practice makes permanent before it becomes perfect. So for you to get it going and also doing it every single time, you have to keep repeating what you have done, repeating how you have been taught and sharing the knowledge forward. The other thing that we do is we, when they graduate from all our like modules or curriculum, they tend to become trainers. So we start, we have a curriculum that is called training, training, training of trainers that now our students go through that. And now we can post them in different cohorts in different areas that now when we start those programs, I don't have to be there personally because they have gone through the, uh, curriculum, they know how to teach because they've been teaching within their classes, then now they can stand alone. So uh, a quick story, we have uh, one of our students come drivers. He came to us as a driver. He comes from the same background as the kids that we're teaching. He understands the language. He speaks the language. He's like one of them. So when he came to us as our transport person, he was like, hey, you know what? I also want to learn how to do this. He doesn't have post uh, high school certificates or anything. He says this is his first certificate that he's following up. So he's gone through the training. Now he's become one of my assistants, a volunteer trainer within the programs. And we have like three currently that is are going on. And now he's also acting as a big brother and mentor. So we empower all our students to be full functional humans. You have the talent, you have the practice of the talent, but then your interpersonal relationships with your students 
make you a better person and a better cog in the society at the end of the day. So he acts as big brother. He helps me translate what we are saying in local language or because at the same age, they speak differently from how I would explain things. <laughs> so he brings it down to them so that they can understand how I have put things. And that's super valuable. And when they're chilling together and practicing peer on one-on-one training, if he hears any place that they don't understand and they, the students are afraid to tell me, he's the go-between now. Wow. So now that means that nothing can slip through my hands because if we didn't some, have someone like that, a lot may slip through, children may slip through, and I would never know. Wow. That's so that wonderful. Hence, yeah. Each one, teach one is just that. We paid for it by making them paid for it themselves. It also shows that, you know, you don't always, it's not where you start that matters, it's where you end up. Absolutely. It's just wonderful. Like what a great example of how it all works. Uh, I think that's so inspiring too, that he wasn't even really coming to you for that experience, but got inspired to get involved. And now what a difference he's making in your organization and the work that you're trying to do. That's incredible. So in your courses, students learn to create, produce, then distribute and commercialize their work. You also use their signature, like you said, each one teach one approach to ensure sustainability and scale. And you say every student has a story. The students in the PhotoStar program learn how to tell their stories through the compelling pictures that they create. Can you tell us more about how each child is encouraged to express themselves through photography? Absolutely. So one of the things I'm deeply proud of is that we have worked with art education specialists, math and science specialists, but now we're working very closely with therapists to create a trauma-informed curriculum for everything that we do. We work with a number of populations that have had numerous adverse experiences. And I'm very passionate, of course, about arts education in general. I think the creativity that young people learn teaches them how to think differently, how to improvise, adapt, and overcome, and how to face their challenges with a fresh mindset. And I would say that everything about photography, it not only imparts, as I shared, all these valuable digital skill sets, but it really shapes how you begin to see yourself in the world, the focus you take, the perspective that you choose to maintain or to expand. Um, I've I'm very excited for Jerry to share some other examples of how our students have been able to find and express themselves. But just one thing I want to add is we're deeply honored to now be working with a number of refugee-led and serving organizations because these are populations that, besides needing to resettle, access new employment and housing and other opportunities, many are carrying deep traumatic experiences with them. And without having an expressive outlet and a place to process, we know that these cycles of poverty, of abuse, of harm, they can only persist. So it's something that I'm very passionate about and feel very humbled that our program is starting to be used for, to create and serve others. So I'd love Jerry to share some examples. So one example is, uh, before I share the example, so we, the communities we serve are in vulnerable and desired populations. That's... um, low-income areas where there's nothing really great to talk about. So what we do is with photography, we try to get them to celebrate themselves first. 
then invite everyone else into their space. Because of everything that they have learned from the media, from the newspapers, and how people talk about such areas, they tend to look down on themselves. But then we use photography as a way to uplift these children by learning so much more about themselves. As Abby said, we have therapists who guide our program. And because of that, and giving them artistic outlets for them to, you know, all this pent up energies that they have, they has to go somewhere. And majority of these children either end up in gangs, they end up in crime. So how about coming in and giving them a space where they can be free to express themselves however they choose, but creatively through photography. And then this helps them now reconnect with society, with the community around them. As I said, 90% of these kids have been criminals before. The community knows them as that. So imagine as they go through a process and our program and then behavioral rehabilitation happens. And whoever used to see them as this really bad person, this really rough and gruff, now sees a change. They are more accepted back. They are reintegrated. And we work with organizations that do that. And by just knowing that they are connected to something greater. Also, we have cohorts in different countries and just the thought that they know that there are other people outside, they're learning the same program. They can sit together and share experiences, opens their minds to bigger things that they ever imagined. So now bring it back. Once they have that within themselves, now when they photograph, their photography has changed, their eye has changed, and that means their story has also changed. And by in, you know, we, when you do the exhibitions, the kind of pictures that they take and exhibit, people ask, is this the same slum that we know? Are this the same people that we have heard about? Because the vibe has changed from their photographs. And that, when it's on the papers, when it's on TV, and guys go like, wow, we didn't know. There's so much talent in XYZ place. So that has changed them. It has changed the community. And, you know, it's made them want to live more than they used to be. That's so beautiful. Yeah. It's just, as you explain the, the transformation, I think that that's really the power in what you're doing is that you're not only giving children like that an opportunity to, to learn a new way of, of behaving but you're giving them the opportunity to express themselves in a, in a truer way. Once they've, they've gone through yeah. that transformation and that process, I think it's just absolutely beautiful what you're doing. I and, did want to add, if I can quickly, yeah, go ahead. you know, we are dealing with so many communities like COVID has been a collective trauma for so many, most, especially young people. They've had to delay or cancel very significant life events. They have lost the sense of safety and security. I mean, there's so much. And we know that the acute mental, emotional distress among young people around the globe, it's an epidemic of mental, as I said, mental, emotional distress. Um, One of the things I'm immensely proud of, and I want Jerry to take full credit, we offered a workshop on resilience. And we were working with a girls advocacy and leadership building program um, and giving these young women photography as a gift or as an outlet for them to process challenging emotions, to use photography as a tool of self-reflection and also self-authorship and really um, 
it's one of the things I'm most proud of that we've worked on because one of our students came back and said, this is the only place in my life I'm invited to go inward. It was the only time that she'd really been given the gift of deep introspection. Everything about her culture, her community, her friendships, her classroom invited her to be outside of herself and pay attention and monitor the external world or monitor her own presentation. And this was something that she did solely for herself to explore within herself and express herself genuinely. And that's really, that was a gift to us to see that our program could do that, most especially for young people and really um, in circumstances and situations that are so challenging. That's powerful. That's really powerful. Even for a child to have the words, you know, the vocabulary, the, the ability to say that she's doing something that's focusing on her inner self is incredible. You know, it's, that's just so beautiful that you're, you're offering that. So you also have a new program you're launching with an organization um, called Kids Rank that helps. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I wanted to talk first about the Opportunities for All. So this coming June, you're launching a partnership with the Opportunities for All team in San Francisco, right? Yes. Can you tell us more about that partnership? Absolutely. We were deeply honored. We want to give so much gratitude and credit to our board, um, which helped make this opportunity available. We were connected to the city of San Francisco's Mayor Breed's office. There's the Human Rights Commission, which operates this Opportunities for All initiative. So Opportunities for All imparts job readiness and skills and training to local young people in San Francisco. And it pays them to go through this program. And we are deeply honored to be participating this summer in doing this workforce training and skill development with local youth in San Francisco, which, as we know, is a hub for technology and global innovation. Uh, But it's also a community that experiences tremendous inequality. And I think what we've seen in other markets and in other communities around the world is that our program really helps create this catalytic reaction where people can change their relationships to one another, how they see themselves and how they relate to their community. And so we're hoping um, that this is going to be a great success and open up more valuable relationships in the Bay Area and across California, where there's such a great opportunity for us to serve with our program. That's Um, amazing. Yeah. Such a great, great connection to be made. Um, And you're going to be serving children, uh, you know, in other areas in an even more impactful way. So Also, you have a new program launching with an organization called Kids Rank uh, that helps support military children. Can you tell us more about that initiative? Absolutely. I am really excited for this partnership. Kids Rank is a wonderful organization that works with the children of current and former military service members, and their mission is to connect, serve, and lead. And so many people are aware of the enormous sacrifices of military service members, but I think fewer recognize that the whole family really serves in sacrifices. And so children of military families are consistently facing, you know, relocation, consistently moving, having to start over. And for the children of these families, while that can impart a lot of resilience, it also can present a lot of challenges and disruption to a young person's life and also the development of their own, like their own identity and their sense of self. And so what I'm really passionate about, and I want to have Jerry contribute anything that she's working on currently to help make this program a success, but what I find so heartening is we're supporting them by uh, teaching the young people photojournalism so that they can start telling more of their own stories and put out newsletters to share the great work of the organization. But they are also connecting our program 
to serving an older cohort of students that they previously were unable to serve. So they do a lot of great programming for younger children, but for older students, that's where our program can create value for them. And what I'm also excited about is because military children consistently move and have to start over, we're helping them cultivate a sense of identity, wholeness, and home from within. So no matter where they live around the world, they can share their story and their background with great confidence, and they're able to connect with others. And by being part of the Kids Rank Network, they have a large community of military kids who could be anywhere around the world on any military installation, but have a shared experience through our program too. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and also because of the movement and the, you know, the unplugging and replugging, there's some loss of connection. So with the program, what we're trying to do is, again, build within to build without. Like once they are able to sort through, we give them weekly themes to photograph. Just as we did with the girls program for resilience, we are doing the same thing. So we give them like the one thing that they have to look inward to find the picture to photograph outward. And that builds within them like a pool to always tap into. And whenever they go, whenever they meet someone new, their approach to that person may change because of what they're experiencing. So because they have been new in every single space that they travel through, they have more empathy to this new person who has come into their space. And also with photography, I say for me, photography is like breathing. So that's how I interact with the world. And that's how I teach. So we have this little meme that we say, you know, like life is like a camera. I know you've heard that one. Focus on what's important. Uh, take another shot when that fails. Recompose your shots or reframe your mind. So that's how we teach by making the skills that you're learning, the practical skills, life applicable skills as well. So whenever you pick up your camera and then you get frustrated, you always remember, you know what, you can always take a breath, take another shot. So even if you get frustrated in life, it's the same thing. Take a breath, take another shot. And especially for children, I I realized and we learned as we were uh, teaching that if you make it so applicable to life skills, they grasp it even better. So their photography skills and their behavioral skills merge at one point. And that's how it's so easy for them to learn what we're teaching and now keep applying it. And in Dalmari's case, be able to go inward when requested to go inward. That's just, (laughs) I'm blown away, honestly, by everything that I'm learning about what you do, because I knew surface level what you do, right? Like that, what the program was and what your, your vision and your goals are. But to hear just how well thought out the um, the plan is for impact. It's it's incredible, and I'm really just super impressed with how you carry out what you're doing, and and really you're driving great impact in communities that that really need it. And it's clear that compassion plays a big role in what you do. Um, here on this podcast, it's it's a question that I like to ask. Uh, almost every guest, I really love to discuss the topic of compassion. So could you tell us more about the importance of compassion in regard to the work that you do um, and how this drives the partnerships that you choose to take on? Absolutely. And by the way, it's something that I really admire about your podcast. And I think compassion is really the way that we operate. So I like to, I 
truly believe inclusion is in our DNA. And to me, you can't be an inclusive person if you don't have deep compassion for others. Um, and if you don't understand the pain of not belonging or being excluded or unseen or unheard. And I think that's exactly what our program aims to do for groups that have otherwise been overlooked or underestimated or marginalized for one reason or another. So we try to be a team of just caring adults who have the time and energy and resources to invest in our students and in their potential. And so that's what we try to do. And I think the way we've conceived of the programming from mentoring and teaching others to consolidate your knowledge and cultivate your mentorship skills, we know that for students who learn differently, giving them a kinesthetic outlet, a sensory way of learning, something that engages them differently than a typical classroom experience, it makes our program all the more valuable and accessible to young people. And for students, like many of our programs work with former gang members. I know personally, and having studied this a little bit, um, it's very easy for young people who don't have a sense of belonging or community or significance to find themselves in a gang. It provides all of those things to those elemental needs. And our program, we strive to be a counterweight and a really positive outlet for all of those things and really a path towards more legitimate employment, but also being a more positive, productive member of society, which we've been so heartened. So many of our students who are former gang members, that's truly what they want. They really are excited about accessing these opportunities that we strive to make available. Um, so we're here to celebrate their wins. We uh, cheer them along when they get discouraged. Um, and I would say that we also just take the view of how can we serve? How can we help? Who can we partner with? How can we create shared value? You know, we've been working with partners in the South Bronx through the pandemic. This was the global epicenter of the pandemic at a time. This is a community where there's language and sociocultural barriers to more information, where young people have been experiencing extremely acute stress. So I think we try to lead with humility and awareness that we can't solve all the problems, but where can photography and a community and self-expression serve? Where can access to more opportunities create a positive outcome for this young person, for their family, for their community? Um, Jerry, if you have any thoughts, I'd, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear your perspective on this too. For for me, I am because we are. So I believe in Ubuntu. It's a saying in Africa, especially Southern Africa, that we are defined by our kindness and compassion towards others. So as an organization, that is the running thread that what we give is because of what we have. So the minute we arrive at, on the ground with that kind of heart, our students open up and allow us to come in. And that's how impactful change for me on the ground happens. We have a community that we can draw from that is willing to give of their time, of their expertise, to just come and gird up our students, for them to know that this life path that they were born in is not where they need to end up in. The world is vastly open. We give them opportunities to go photograph events that they would never go to, photograph um, matches that they never thought they would do. And in that, they also get employment. They get seen. Their work gets published. This for kids in the slums does not happen. And for them to now come back and tell their peers, yo, you know what, have you seen me? Have you seen my work? Now that builds self-pride and pride in yourself. And then the community also backs you up. 
we have seen so many changes in such little time because one of the things that we get told is before we came, their minds were closed. After a month, two months, their minds are wide open. The opportunities are endless. And that is just drawn from compassion from us and kindness because not everybody is going to you know, drop everything and go to these areas to give up the time and expertise and equipment to tell young boys, ex-gang members, reformed criminals, that we believe in you and you can do better. We have one who is a reformed criminal, started his own organization called Police is My Brother. Now he's giving back and telling his peers that they can actually work with police to make the community safer. Now he's one of our students. He's learning how photography and videography with micro videos and everything can propel his story forward. We did stuff like a cleanup in a police station where these two people would never have met in real life. So we put them in the same space. They do a cleanup. Then from nowhere, we have policemen and women saying, we see what you do. We have seen the change. Can we also learn photography? We also want to tell our own story. We have seen how these children have changed. What can you do for us? So it starts again from inward, compassion and kindness then that affects major change wherever we go. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. And really what you're doing is the epitome of compassion and community building. Really, it's just, you can see that it's layered in in everything that you do, the intent for compassion and the intent to build community um, and also the intent to build integrity within these, these children and the individuals that come through your program. And so students in desperate situations like this rely heavily on the generosity of others to, to make it possible for them to participate. Could you tell us more about how donations best support your ongoing mission and also, you know, how we can follow along with your project going forward? Of course. And again, Christy, thank you so much for having us and giving us a chance to share our work with with you, with your audience in the world. We're really honored to do this work. And really, thank you, Jerry, also just for your incredible tireless dedication and commitment. I just want to share that that police cleanup, this engagement, this was not something that we thought of, the founders of PhotoStart. This is something that was emergent. This is something that developed from the incredible work and leadership of Jerry and our team on the ground in Nairobi. So I just really want to acknowledge them. Um, And also thank you for this question because we cannot do what we do without the generous support of values aligned donors. So financial contributions are always deeply welcome. And if you're moved and called and want to support our mission, monthly and recurring donations truly help us with our long-term sustainability. Uh, You can donate on our website and we'll share all the links with Christy for sharing later. Um, You can also volunteer your time. We always welcome skill-based volunteers, as Jerry mentioned. So especially if you have a background in marketing, communications, editing, digital production, we would love your support. Please feel free to reach out via our website. You can indicate that you'd like to donate your time and your talent and expertise. And then lastly, um, before I hand it over to Jerry to share some of the ways to follow along, um, you can donate your old gear. Most especially tablets and laptops are in high demand, and it helps our students learn how to edit and produce their work and develop those really in-demand computer skill sets. So for any of these donations, of course, you receive a tax benefit and know that you're advancing education and opportunity for young people around the world. 
by putting your cameras in the hands of our children, you are opening up an entire world for them. Most of them never thought that they would handle cameras. Big gear, you know, give it to a seven-year-old or give it to a 17-year-old. These are things that they see on movies, TVs, in shops. Never would they think that they would hold it. Tablets are just even a dream. Laptops, oh my God. So by giving them these things to them, you are changing lives. And you can also follow us on Instagram, uh, follow our, uh, our children's work on Photostat Kids, Photostat World, Photostat Go. And if you're making any um, purchases on Amazon, Smile, choose us as your charity of choice. Every time you purchase, you can always support us. And we'll be very, very grateful. You're changing lives. <laughs> That's all that we want to do. Absolutely. Amazing. I just want to clarify. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So at PhotoStartGo is our main account. So that's the one to follow. But if you're moved, you can also follow at PhotoStartWorld. And also at PhotoStartKids is where we're going to start having more and more of our students doing Instagram takeovers and learning social media management skills. So those are still burgeoning channels for us. Wonderful. That's what I was going to say. I will make sure to add all of those specific links in the show notes. And I just want to thank you both for taking the time today because this, like I said, I went into the conversation myself feeling like I knew already a lot of the information and I didn't even know the half of it, of, of the amazing work you're doing. And I... I just really um, appreciate you taking the time to be here to share with us. And I encourage all of my listeners to uh, check out what you're doing. And I'm sure they will be inspired to support what you're doing um, once they see it for themselves too. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Christy. If you enjoyed this episode of Be The Good Podcast, please like, comment, and share. And for all updates, you can follow along at Be The Good Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, we can all find our own way to be the good.